Once you're finally ready to pull the trigger on buying a home, the hunt begins. But how do you avoid having to look at 150 homes, constantly getting outbid, offering on a pig with lipstick, or going home after pounding the pavement and crying <laughs> into your wine? <laughs> well, in today's episode, we're going to show you how to make the hunt quick, as painless as possible, and in alignment with your financial goals. Welcome to the WalletWin Podcast. Each week, we take a look at a different piece of the personal finance puzzle. I'm Jonathan Texera. And I'm Amanda Texera. We're your guides on your journey to getting out of debt, building wealth, and changing the world through generosity. Here we go. Last week, we started telling you guys the story of when we bought our first home. We covered all the preparatory things you need to do to make sure you're ready for that big investment. Well, this week, we're shifting from the prep work to the hunt. The house hunt, that is. We're going to pick up our story right where we left off last week and discuss the steps that we took to make the process smooth and mostly tear-free. <laughs> yeah, so right, we talked about making sure we were ready, all the way from crunching the numbers to finding the perfect agent for us. Mm-hmm. The whole process took, I don't know, maybe six months, and then, oh, then it was house time. Mm-hmm. We called the agent up and officially announced that we were ready to start pounding the pavement and find that house. Mm-hmm. And this, heck, this is when the fun begins. Let's go back down memory lane. Mm-hmm. This might have, This was your favorite part. I mean, this is the fun part. You get is. to go get yeah, look at the house. So fun. You it is. To, yeah, it's cool. Mine might be the next installment three is going to be my favorite. <sighs> but this one was definitely for you because it made it tangible. It made it real. Like you're not talking about buying a house. You're not. You haven't offered on a house. You're yeah, not, you're instead like of ta- in the instead of talking process, about and wanting to buy it. a pair of pants, you get to go to the store and try them on. <laughs> yeah, and it's fun. But it can get a little trickier than they show you on, like, House Hunters or something. Well, sure, sure, sure. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So Mm -hmm. one of the very first things that we noticed when our agent, she came, met us, picked us up. Oh. When we announced, okay, we're ready. She came and picked us up in her car, Mm -hmm. and she had Starbucks and, like, these gluten-free goodies waiting for me. It was great. Which which is such a personal touch because yeah. that she even knew I was gluten-free. Mm-hmm. Like, that was massive. Yeah, it was just another sign that was like, yep, you pick we the right in, agent. Yeah, she was not interested in, like, cheaping out and stinging us. Like, she was treating us as an, an investment of her time and her resources. And we just, everything about our interactions with her made us feel like we were in the right hands. Every step of the way. She was there to help us instead of us being there to waste her time. Exactly. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and some people we've met where they feel like they're a burden to their agent or mm-hmm. their agent's like, ugh, like you want to go looking like now? Or If that is, I mean, if that's ever the situation, you can always dissolve that contract. There are loopholes. If you at any point in the process of beginning the actual house hunt feel uncomfortable you need to have a conversation with your agent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd say a lot of states, you don't, there is, isn't even a contract to right. even find a loophole in. But even so, if you are and if you do end up signing, signing a contract or whatever, like, well, if it's not working out, it's not working out, and both parties are going to probably want to split ways. So it's exactly, gonna be fine. exactly. But just know that like you're never locked in, and yeah. you always and you shouldn't be a burn. It's like, oh, you want me to go show you this thing that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars, and I'll get a commission on? Oh, exactly. I guess like. If anybody does that to you, they're gone-ski. 
But again, like we knew we were, we had the right agent from just every interaction we felt so taken care of. Mm-hmm. So again, this is one last point where you want to make sure you're in the right hands yep. as you begin this process. You want to make, you really want to know and feel that they are in your corner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So another thing that we made note of in our journey was kind of as we started to pound the pavement was, okay, here's our list of negotiables and non-negotiables. And here's our price range. Ooh. Are those in reality? Like Those two lists, <laughs> those two uh, data points are very much related to each other. Right. Is right? This the actually longer possible? the list of non-negotiables, probably the bigger that price range is going to have to be. Unless you live in like Waco, Texas, where you can get a mansion for like $4,000. Or your non-negotiables <laughs> are, has a front door, has a toilet, and there's a something resembling a kitchen like okay you could probably get that anywhere right so you know we had to kind of again we knew our numbers going into this but we you know we did there were a few things where i had to say okay does having a master this is just an example a master like jacuzzi tub because i love baths in the winter (laughs) (laughs) let's just be honest (laughs) i like my epsom salt baths You know, on that very first home purchase, was that really going to happen for us? No. In the And we were in Denver, and the price range to kind of get one of those in the house was going to take us outside of our pricing zone. So we had to have a mm-hmm. little conversation about what are we realistically going to be able to cling to here and say these are our non-negotiables, and what are we going to kind of have on the bonus list? Mm-hmm. And when you look at those too, like, there's the your negotiables, non-negotiables, but also like which one of those of those non-negotiables like needs to be present right at move-in. Is it something that right you could add later, like maybe a particular type of countertop sure. in the kitchen? Like, right. okay, this house doesn't have it, and you really, really wanted it, but you can you can add that later. Right. Yeah, but basically, you want to make sure like if you're gonna begin the house hunting, and like these two things are not in alignment. You are just going to look at hundreds of houses and go home angry and ticked off Mm -hmm. that absolutely nothing in your price range has what you want, or you're going to go outside your price range to get what you want and then be upset and frustrated about that. Like These two things need to be in alignment, and you Mm -hmm. need to figure out how to get them to be in alignment. Yep, and once you figure out kind of where these overlap and what your real list of negotiables and non-negotiables are and all that. Well, then that makes the the house hunting process a lot easier because you're not yes. wasting your time looking at a house you know isn't ever going to happen because it doesn't have X or Y. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We heard so many stories of friends where they were like, we looked at 190 houses. We looked at 220 houses. And then we found the one. And I just thought, Man, you needed to narrow down your criteria way sooner. Or your that's your agent going back to the agent. I remember our agent sitting down with us and saying, "Guys, this is not going to take long because we have gotten crystal clear about what you want, mm-hmm. the price range you're looking in, and you've narrowed down your list." So really, there's a a flood of homes coming on the market in the next couple of weeks. We're probably going to be bidding on some, and you guys are going to find your home quick. Mm-hmm. I don't want to drag this out. I have no interest in that. It's like when you go to the store, you're like, I guess I need some clothes. I don't know. And you spend all day at the mall, probably leave with nothing or a bunch of stuff you have to take back. But if you come in to the, go, your trip to the mall going, you know what? I need a plan. 
a pair of black pants. Black pants, and I need them to have um, a po- pockets in the back with a button on them because my stuff, my wallet always falls out, so they need to have a button in the back. And I want them to have a zipper fly, not a button fly, because who has time for that? <laughs> that exists? Yeah. It, it's, what? Exactly, right? <laughs> so when you come in, you just go you go to the pant. Oh, okay. They're not black. I'm out of here. Oh, oh, there's no button on the on the butt pocket. I'm out of here. Like, oh, right. okay, hey. this. Okay, these two pairs have what I need. Let me look at them. Let me try them on. Instead of trying on everything in the whole mall, you know you're looking for the black pants with the button butt pockets and the zipper fly. I think we went down the uh, the pant analogy long enough. I'm surprised you didn't use food. <laughs> you always use say? food. Okay. All right. When we start. So, okay. Let me do it this way. So if it's food. Wait. Oh, my gosh. Food. No. No. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. When we. Okay. It was finally time to get out there for us. Right. Yes. And I, we had kind of seen some areas where we knew homes in our price range and that had kind of things in our list were. We're located. Mm-hmm. And we went out, I remember, on, a, on a, a Saturday or Sunday, and we looked at some townhomes in this particular development that we thought was adorable and cute and perfect for us. Mm-hmm. And then, <sighs> and then, I found something outside our price range mm-hmm. that I just wanted to take a quick peek at. Sure, sure. Ooh. And we pulled up. And the, and the, we pulled up, and before we even got out of the car, our oh, agent, agent. She, she goes, all right, guys, I just need you to know this. This is outside your price range. Mm-hmm. It's going to be nice because it's outside your price range. It's going to be different <laughs> than the things that we've looked at so far. You need to be prepared like with that knowledge going into this. Right. The, the, and then And she wasn't afraid to be like, this is not part of your plan. Mm-hmm. And you guys, you ultimately want to stick to your plan. But at the end of the day, yeah. you do what you do. I ultimately, but I'm here to I echo work back for you. To, yeah. And I'm going to do what you ask me to do and put the paperwork in and write the offers you ask me to do. But I just want to remind you right now of what you wanted to do before. Right. And I just, that in, that, really in that moment, and it was just still, huge. Because and we still like, got what? out of the car and looked at the house. Yeah, we did. <laughs> what agent, I mean, really would turn down you bidding on a higher house? I mean, really. Like, that just so, shows that she truly had our best interest mm-hmm. in, at, mm-hmm. at heart instead of hers. So, again, in spades, loved this agent experience. All right. So, we went in the house, though. And the lesson I want to draw oh, on here gosh. is not... That I shouldn't have been looking at the house. Draw that lesson from this <laughs> as well. But I was a rookie in this house, guys, because again, we'd been looking at lower price ranges mm-hmm. that like weren't as up to date. And we go into this in, in instead of being like a two, this three is a bedroom, house. this is like a five bedroom, like with a sunroom off the And it the was back. an open house. So the, the seller's agent was there. And I think the Probably seller, the seller, The too. sellers were there. And I just went from one room to the next being like, oh, these plantation shutters. And like, and commenting about how I loved everything. Uh-huh. Oh, and then look at this. Look at that. I remember. Oh, what if for this? Well, we could do that. And... Our agent like pulled me aside and was like, zip it. Zip <laughs> your lip. Because you're giving away. If you were playing poker right now, <laughs> everybody would know your hand. And, like, that's not the side of the equation you want to have happening when you're about to go into negotiations with somebody else. No. 
Because <laughs> no. now, you know, potentially this other couple that overheard it, maybe that wants to bid as well. They know there's somebody else in the mm-hmm. game. Or this other agent, they know that I love it so much, I'm probably going to jack my price up higher if I think there's other offers. Or if they see that offer come in, they know, oh, there's other offers, but maybe we can get a little bit more out of this Exactly. Okay, so yeah. don't show your cards. And again, I think this is tougher for women, or maybe, it, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just me. But no mentally moving in before you've had an accepted offer. I mean, that was tough for me. After that incident, I kind of had to get a little bit of distance between Hmm. me and the homes we'd walk through. Mm -hmm. Instead of going through and being like, and that is where we're going to have family dinners. And I I had to kind of be like, okay, Mm -hmm. I potentially could eat there. Yeah. (laughs) What would you you say is the difference, though, between this kind of dangerous mentally moving in, right? Because that can get you bidding on things you shouldn't or whatever it is. Mm And the practical, like, and very helpful kind of walking through how you would use a home and if this one's going to work. Like, could you live there? Yeah. Gosh, I mean, I don't know. I think it is a subtle and a very fine line. And it's probably more of, are you doing it in your head and objectively kind of seeing yourself there? Or are you doing it in your heart? Hmm. And, like, you put roots down in this neighborhood. (laughs) I mean, that's where I I live from the heart. My heart's on my sleeve. like, hmm. And I needed to kind of, that part of me was no good in home buying. <laughs> <laughs> it was not an asset for me in, in like a negotiation of this type. So it was just good for me to be able to kind of get a tiny bit of distance and just think more in my head and kind of check my heart just at the door. And then after we got that accepted offer, let the heart run free. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like that. I like that. No, that's yeah, good. it's not very. I mean, it's a little bit woo-woo, but you got you know just kind of go. You got yeah, you kind of do it in your head. Maybe kind of some a little bit of a checklist. You know, you're evaluating, visualizing the yeah. property instead of uh, daydreaming about the possibilities. <laughs> yeah. Did you yeah. have that struggle or not? I don't think so. No. <laughs> no. I think it was more of like, all right, this is what I'd have to do here. This is how much this this is the work I'd have to do here. This is oh, that's kind of cool. That thing's right. neat. Oh, we can. But do I, that. going back to that house versus the townhome. Yeah. That basically came. It, things came down to this this giant house that would make us go onto a thirty year mortgage, and it would be a higher percentage take home pay than we would even be comfortable with or recommend mm-hmm. anybody mm-hmm. do, or the townhome. And at the end of the day, I remember. When it came time to, and we're going to get to more points here about um, the hunt, but when it came time to do the actual offering, we came home, sat on our couch, and we fought about the house, and mm. we felt totally like no-brainer, at peace, not a biggie about the townhome, and that is what made our decision in the end, because mm. we play the long game, and we're not interested if something's going to cause money fights when it's not even part of our life. It's never getting in our life, and it so, was a, it was a, it and not even like necessary money. It was just like, hey, do you want to sign up for this thing to be a lot more stressed? Because that's what comes <laughs> with this house. That's what's in the basement. It's a huge stress monster. Right. It's like, well, well, that's not a good. That wasn't on the listing. Right. Yeah. And it and it was a conversation of like, you know what? Even though this bigger home has more elements of the things that we love. Some, you know, tortoise in the hair, guys, like we're going to be tortoise and we're going to get into the home that we love someday. It's just not today. 
Mm-hmm. And just going into it with that mentality and just never sac- being willing to sacrifice peace of mind. That's yeah. really what financial freedom is, is having peace of mind always. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily about what's in the bank. It's are you operating with your money in a way that's very peaceful? Yeah, it's it can be hard to um, make that, especially this is our first, our first home. It's hard to make that first home your dream home. Like that's pretty that's a big stretch it's usually it's unrealistic yeah. but i'd say it's, it can be quite easy for that first home to turn into your nightmare home mm, if you, you if you overextend yourself you're going for too much whatever it is and most of the time even if you do that even if we had that house it was not the dream house no the basement wasn't. still kind of was gross yeah it had a dingy laundry room it was kind like of it was still like the uh, a lot of it was a very nice house. And it was, yeah. But exactly. it still wasn't the dream house. No, so why wasn't. even go through it all? Right. Anyway, the right. next point. Let's get back to the get back to the storyline here. So let's talk about more. We talked about the two houses we ended up boiling down to. But we sure, looked sure. at maybe um, maybe 10 others. Yeah. So what are some things that we learned as we viewed those? I'd say as you walk through a house, you need to be uh, open-minded, maybe creative. Okay. About what's going on, what you see, what you don't see, right? Mm. Maybe it's an older house and it's got some weird carpet, right? Some shag carpet that's oh, kind of yeah. matted down on a couple areas or wallpaper. Oh yeah, there's that wallpaper house. Mm. Every room had like very loud, oh wow, vibrant yeah. wallpaper. Mm-hmm. 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 Or like a lot of homes from like the 50s or 60s had tons of walls. Sure, the but maybe you're looking for something a little bit like more open. Not the concept then. Mm-hmm. It was like as many rooms as possible. So you got to think, okay, if you want something more open, you could look at those homes and maybe, and but with the eye of, okay, well, which walls could get, get knocked out of here? Right, exactly. Or which, which are load right? We can take out that carpet and put something else down. Right, an ugly house that's well constructed can Good save bones. you a lot of money. Because right. other people are just going to walk into it and see that it has ugly paint or wallpaper and bad carpet and whatever, whatever, and not see what just a little bit of work could do. So you could you right. could score a deal and have exactly. the money to do that work and have a great house. I mean, that's the whole premise behind the show Fixer Upper. We all see what <laughs> what JoJo can do with a with a dive of a house by knocking out a wall or two and putting some paint. And hardwoods in with a little bit of shiplap and some crown molding. I mean, right? The place is a palace (laughs) (laughs) by the end of it. And so it just takes a little bit of creativity and patience, which seems like everybody's out of these days. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. that's those are where your deals are going to be found. Yeah. In really getting creative. But... You can't be too creative. Right. Sometimes there's things that you absolutely should not overlook. We were looking at this house. Remember this one? It was nice. Which one was Upstairs it? Upstairs was cool. Upstairs was cool. Okay, yeah, and I remember that one. And we went downstairs. And it smelled like they had... We had stepped into an olympic size <laughs> Kitty litter kitty box. Litter box yeah. I mean, there were no cats present, which oh, scared me. but they were because, present. Yeah, again, like it smelled like there had been like dozens of cats living it in that basement. Rough. It was like it was like it was in the pipes or something. We walked down the stairs. It was area, so go, bad. Well, I guess we're done here. And we walked right back up and out of the house. Yeah, it was a – It's it, you just can't get cat odor Not, it's, out of the house. It's just – Because, I mean, we, we – other... It wasn't a cat. 
odor. There have been friends of ours that odor. bought houses where cats lived there previously. I'm not going to name names, but they'd been in that home for years, and still every time I go over there and I go in the basement, it smells like cats. Really? <laughs> yes, I'm not Well, gonna... then. And so you just can't really Unless get... you have cats and you love cats. I know, I guess it's going to smell like a cat anyway. <laughs> right. But man, I mean, yeah. not always because a no, responsible cats, cat owner takes yes. care of their kitty litter box. But That's man, true. when it gets out of control, you don't even want to deal with that. Or I remember going to a house where it was great upstairs, uh, but then you went into the basement and the whole entire walls and the floor were cracked and heaved. Mm. I mean, that just was like, hello, hashtag foundation issue. Get yes. out of this house immediately. It's going to cause a lot of other Pig issues. Pig with lipstick. Everything upstairs was like beautiful and brand new, but it was mm-hmm. like this is clearly covering up something catastrophic. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. about to happen here. Um, mm-hmm. And then another one that we walked right into, whenever it smells like there's an overwhelming like Glade candle, <laughs> like that's a sign. Because once, I think it was like in the kitchen and then the entryway, it was all, every plug-in had one of these like glade situations. But when you finally got into a back bedroom, it was just smoke, 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 smoke. And that is not coming out of a house. I mean, that's... There's ways you can like paint it, it, clean it off and paint in whatever's left. It's so much work and you still might not be able to do it. It seeped into the wood at that point. I mean, it is. So it just... Yeah, so there's things that you shouldn't get creative about and then things that you really should. Mm -hmm. So that's just, yeah, things to keep in mind. All right, I remember another home that we looked at. It was beautiful on the inside, beautiful curb appeal, Mm -hmm. but then you looked across the street. So, all right, you know, those giant, it's like some states are like giant like footballs or whatever, like where they keep all the salt for the road. That was the across Literally the street across neighbor. across the street. Not like down the street. Not like, oh, it's over. Nope. Like, like you open the front 20 door. 20 feet across the there street. There it is. It was so hideous. And then on the other side of that was the highway. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, okay, they didn't tell me that on yeah, they, Zillow. It didn't have the 360 photo on the listing. Yeah. For a reason. Mm-hmm. And then another one, we, we found like a new. We didn't even go in that house. No, we didn't. We, we pulled, pulled up, up with, the, with the agent and go, Oh, well. Oh, hell no. Let's keep going. <laughs> she says, you want to keep going? Yes. Yeah, I don't, I mean, that could be a palace in there. It probably was very nice. But I don't want it because this resale value is in the floor already. And it's just ugly. And, and like, I'm not staring that at that every yeah, day. Yeah, Another one, we looked online at this like new builder in the area and we could actually afford the prices Mm-hmm. And we were a little shocked because, again, this was Denver, right? Yeah, we thought, oh, my and We're okay, like, oh, let's okay. Look, let's look. Across the street from the federal penitentiary. <laughs> and the state prison or jail or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean. There are two, two places where people can get locked up, yeah. All I could think about was, like, somebody's breasting out and then holding my family hostage and the helicopter's overboard. Like, that, that is what this neighborhood represents. That is why it is affordable. <laughs> It was nice. It was nice houses, but yeah, the neighborhood. Ooh. Uh-uh. I mean, so location, location, location. That's like a huge thing they talk about in real estate. And I mean, it's not all about that. If you find the perfect home for you and it's in a not the most desirable location, but you know you're going to stay there forever or it's like next to your best friend, like who cares? Mm-hmm. But 
nine times out of ten, you want to think about this. Because you are going to move out of that home someday, and you want to think about how the surroundings are going to impact. The surroundings or the other, par- just other parts of the home. Some of those things that are kind of, in some sense, like not that changeable about the house. Like, like it faces east, and so my snow on my driveway will absolutely never melt. Yeah, or just like melt. weird stuff, or that one with the really weird kitchen island thing. Oh, was weird. A weird shape weird. and huge, and they it was some really weird custom job. They like hacked off part of the kitchen and re- it and so moved. Bad. It was anyway. It was weird. It's like oh, maybe we could live with it, but it might maybe other people couldn't. Right, exactly. I could not live with it. You could. Well, that's why we don't have the house. Right. Anyway, so there's just like, yeah, location, location, location. you got to think about that. And then weird quirks about the home that are going to affect resale. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like the things you absolutely can't change. You've got to kind of keep that in mind. And I remember when it, when it came down to the conversation with us, like what are we going to bid on? Like that townhome, perfect price range, perfect size, and there were a few things that we did want to change, and we did in the first couple yeah. weeks that we lived in because, again, we picked a home so within our budget that we had money to make renovations immediately when mm-hmm. we moved in. Mm-hmm. And so when the, when, when the kind of sum up this point is a lot of times when people are looking at houses, you think about, like, is this a house I could live in? Right. And you think about that part of, 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 that, of the purchase. But it's going, it is going to be something that, is going to be sold later. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something you have that you are going to sell and like turn. It's going to turn into money for you later. So mm-hmm. you need to think about that part of it too. Right. Not just does it have room for everybody at the table, but also like does it is will it be? Is this going to protect my money? Yeah. Is it going to be uh, desirable enough for other people to buy this thing later on? Is it right. a good thing for me to sell later? Mm-hmm. To keep that in mind that both both ends of your time in that house. I think a lot of times people just forget that other end of it. Mm-hmm. Totally. Right. Yep. Okay. So that was kind of our story. It was it was really fun. Again, I think every time that we sh- that our real estate agent, we went out home shopping twice, guys. Twice. Each time, Starbucks in the car with goodies. <laughs> but at the end of the second time we went out, we were ready. We were ready to make that offer. Yeah, because we found a great place. We did. And in we're going to actually talk that whole thing out. The process of actually sealing the deal. Crafting sealing the, the deal. Crafting the offer, sealing the deal, the art of negotiation, everything that went into it. We're going to bring that to you guys next week in episode... Three. Episode part, three part three of this of Part this three mini-series. of this mini-series. Mm-hmm. So we're going to save that. We're going to tuck that in the old back pocket Ooh, for now. Ooh, the one with the button on it. <laughs> yep. We're going to save that for next week. And we'll be right back with a question. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now it's time for a question. Hmm? <laughs> this question comes from a from a listener. They're asking, "Hey, when buying a house, mm-hmm. is it a good idea to get a home warranty?" Mm. 
They so do. let's think about it. So the home warranty, right? It'd be positioned this way. Hey, you just bought this huge thing full of expensive stuff like appliances and a heater and blah, blah, blah. Gosh, sure, certainly would be a shame if something happened to it. Right. Give us some money every month. And if something happens, we'll, we'll take, take care, care of, of it. it after the deductible. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of posing, a warranty is like posing as like a mini insurance policy. Mm-hmm. And eight times out of ten, they are not worth it. Because 80% of the premium that you're going to pay on a warranty is profit. Only 20% is actually factored into what their payouts are going to be on people that actually need it. So we recommend people skip the home warranty, take that $1,000, $2,000 it was going to cost, just pocket that into your, into your uh, rainy day fund or into your home maintenance fund for the year and just plan on setting aside about 1% of the home value every year for maintenance costs and you'll be your own home warranty. Yeah, if you're worried about it. You're, okay, well, I don't know about this thing or that thing. All right, yeah, instead of just bye-bye to the money, just put it to work for you, getting saved up, growing, so that when, because something's going to happen, when something happens, you're ready to take care of it yourself. Right. Because then you don't, even have, you don't have to file the paperwork. Nobody's got to come out and look at everything and determine how if you're going to get it or not. You can just take action in the moment. Right. And most likely, you won't need it. Yeah. So you'll be glad you pocketed the savings and had it available when you finally did need it, mm-hmm. which was probably going to be like, what, the day after the home warranty expired anyway? <laughs> 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 so for the most part, the catastrophic things in life are what you want to insure against. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, And you have health insurance, you have auto insurance, you have homeowner's insurance to protect against the things that would truly like bankrupt you. Things like an, a refrigerator crapping out, I mean, you can recover. <laughs> You're going to yes. be okay. You, you pick up a side hustle and you cut down on the going out to eat and you're going to be just fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's our answer. That's right. And last week we had a, I got a home buying checklist, mm-hmm. part of the, prepare, the preparing checklist for the home buying process. Well, this week, right, we talked about the house hunt. Ooh. So we have a checklist just for house hunting that you can get in the show notes there's a link and you can head over to walletwin.com slash 18 to get it this is the 18th episode of the podcast so walletwin.com slash 18 and if you guys love the podcast and you want to help us reach more people leave a review in apple Podcasts. five stars would be really swell so leave that review and uh, it really helps people find the show and if you guys love what we're dishing out here Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you're always up to date. Free refills. You love what we're dishing out. (laughs) See you guys. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. You can learn more about this show and the WalletWin program at WalletWin.com. Music in this episode is from Dylan Gardner. Listen to his new album, Almost Real, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. See you next week.